You're listening to the AfterBuzz TV Network. Now the largest new media platform on the web and your number one source for after-show entertainment. Very good, Gene Buzz Studios in Los Angeles, California, presented by Maria Menunos and streaming live thanks to Akamai Technologies. This is AfterBuzz TV's Helix After Show. We'll break down tonight's episode and get you all the latest news and gossip. And now, another post-game wrap-up show for your favorite TV show. It's AfterBuzz TV's Helix After Show. Hey there, you Helix fans. Oh, let's just swing for a little bit. Mm-hmm. Ooh. No way to San Jose. So long. Hey there. Hey there, folks. Welcome to the Helix Podcast here at AfterBuzz TV. Oh, yeah. We're talking about Season 1, Episode 4. Single strain. I am Matt Lieberman. Joining me on my fantastic panel, we have the lovely and talented Miss Elizabeth Rushmaui. Hey, everyone. We have the fantastic and brilliant Mr. Zach Wilson. Hey, hey, everybody. The always hilarious and reliable Mr. Stephen Lemieux. That's true. (laughs) You can't breathe in San Jose. There's ziz falling out of the sky. It's raining ziz. It's raining ziz. Oh man, that's another one. Before before the show, we <laughs> Hallelujah, it's raining. <laughs> yeah, we did a whole bunch of Ziz-based song parodies. Uh, we were having a ball with that. That might come back. Yep. Um, hey everybody, thank you so much for downloading this podcast. We're so excited to be back once again talking Yay! about Helix, talking about monkeys. Uh, I decided lack of monkeys. Lack in this. of monkeys. So upsetting. There was one monkey name check. And that's it. They reminded us that the monkeys exist, but they did not show us the monkeys. It was like a tease. Yeah. It was like monkey tease. So, here's what we do have, though. A whole bunch of information. A lot of the theories dropped last week. Completely bunk. Yeah, they weren't. They were not monkey footing around this episode. Oh, <laughs> we are not doing a pun jar for this show. Guys. No, no, we're not. I don't this have show... the money to support the pun jar. Yeah, it's too expensive. Mm. Matt fi- just drives it too high. <laughs> the show finally hit its stride and swing. Yeah, ah, <laughs> that's funny. It's a monkey pun. So, um, we yeah, we got. A lot of information. We got more about Peter, more about Sodra, more about Julia and her mysterious Hitaki connection. I have some theories on that. So uh, yeah, we got a Vector appearance, a Vector nearly getting his hand chopped off by a door. Uh, we got some Fat Dan action. We got whole, so much to talk about. Fat Dan showed some humility, I would yeah. just like to point out. Some humanity. Fat Dan, from those angles, looks like he'd be a great choice for that role if he lost a few fat points. Yeah. Or pounds, or whatever you call them. No fat points. I'm starting to feel bad for Fat Dan. No! We don't feel bad for him. We feel bad for him when he presents at least two more cases of him having a soul. (laughs) Then we start to feel bad for him. And then we say, you know what? He looks very slim in that sweater. I will will not say that. We're not going (laughs) to lie on this show. Yeah. I'm not going to lie and say that he's skinny Dan, but I might say he's nice, Fat Dan. Um, but I don't want to talk about Uh-oh. Fat Dan yet. I want to talk about Alan and Peter 
Alan, faced with a serious choice to make. Uh, he has to decide whether or not to give his brother Sodra, even though it has never been tested on people. So, learning that Sodra's never been tested on people, we can now very, very safely assume Sodra is completely different from Narvik A and Narvik B. Yep. It's different from the virus. It's different, but not necessarily unrelated. Hmm. They could be... De- I, I still believe they may be developed with a common goal in mind. Okay. Yeah. I like I like that. Because we also learned what the virus was intended to do mm-hmm. this and, week. And we learned that specific... Well, I don't know. Did they actually say that it was Satake who, who actually like created it? Or we still don't know who created the virus? Because Sergio was saying like, what you created, what it was supposed to be. Yeah. And then... Uh, well, he was very much in charge of the research. He's in charge of the facility. He knew what was going on. I'm yeah. still slightly sticking with my prediction because it makes sense that if this has a 75% mortality rate to turn people into what Hataki is, then needless to say, he would need something that would cure them after the but virus But it, it was injected. never tested on humans. Yeah. I know. Or so for what the other guy knows, Duchamp, Duchamp... Yeah, Philippe Duchamp. Well, he, he's the one who created it because they did reiterate um, that he created Sodra. Right. And he and and so that's the thing that I'm thinking of now is like because I kept on thinking of Steven's predictions and stuff for you know like oh you know Hatake like used Sodra, but now I'm thinking that- at one point I remember Steven you saying that Hatake is Sodra. I. I was thinking that, but he's probably no, the, the virus. virus. He's that's the virus. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm saying. He's the virus, but like that maybe he never did use Sodra. But. What what I'm saying now that Sodra is a different thing. I mean, everything at that at that compound is ruled over by Hitaki. Like th- nothing has, nothing doesn't have a point, and everything is going towards what he wants. So if you think about it, you look at all these people. I mean, I'm sure he didn't plan for the outbreak to happen as rapidly as it did. He was probably waiting, planning to test it on humans. And he was going to use Sodra on Peter if he didn't escape. That's true. Because I think I think what it is is the virus, as we find out, is a new genetic strain to turn people into what I believe Dr. Hataki is. And I think Sodra is in development to prevent the mortality rate of that virus so the human can survive the transition to become what it's turning into and become what Hataki is. Unless Sodra was developed... So Sodra, while it does have a 75% mortality rate in all cases it eliminated all viruses within the host body so what if he developed sodra as kind of like a control in uh this experiment trying to craft the perfect virus Mm. to rewrite human dna and make sure that nothing on the planet could stop it but here's the thing though didn't it the doctor uh duchamp i'm sorry duchamp duchamp okay i was saying it right yeah um but they said that he put it into to um peter and then it, it you know it was like two three hours or something go by but then it started coming back with like a vengeance so right. this is the one thing that apparently sodra does not work on yeah but also what i what i could see happening too is there's a certain point at which the virus is harmful after it's changed you so the virus is meant to change you but if it continues on then it destroys you Okay. So you need to change and then be administered soldier to kill the virus, but you're already changed. It's on a DNA level. Or like so you, we can assume from right now. I well, mean, from, from what they showed us in the, yeah, in the two yeah. DNA strains, I mean, it was complete changed. It's like, if you, if I give you a virus that destroys, let's say it destroys your liver, Matt, and Ouch. then I give you, then I give you an antidote that kills that virus. Right. The liver damage is done. 
Yeah. yeah. So if I give you a virus that changes your DNA to change you into something else and then give you the antidote, the changes are already done. The virus just isn't doing what it was doing anymore. Gotcha. So you lose all the virus characteristics, but you're still different from where, what you were before, which is what I thought was going to happen to Peter. You know, he gets this Sodra and he wakes up. I'm like, oh, man, he's going to be up and around and like seemingly normal and super friendly, but he's going to be all freaky now. Yeah. But that's what gives us the... Credence to this uh, theory is that he started to get better, yeah. But in Peter's case, the virus bounces back. That whole scene actually kind of confused me, though, because like he seemed to be better and normal, and he was having a conversation. But then it almost seems like he was like hallucinating still. Like they were, he started talking about like as if the bet with about you know getting something from Dad's pocket, yeah, stealing money from Dad's wallet. Like yeah. was that what was that? Was that like? I mean, was he still hallucinating, or was it just he was still so weak? I don't know about you guys, but I've had... I've dealt with relatives in the hospital with terminal illness and things like that. Um, Lucidity comes and goes. Okay. It's... it's Mm -hmm. Like, I've I've had moments where it's just like you get an hour where they're just back to complete normal, and then the next hour they're just... They don't even know where they are anymore. Well, I'm depressed now. Well, I mean, I don't mean it that way, but like... While while your immune system's working, so many things are happening. So many that like, you have different blood going through your brain. Oh, every that's time. true. So it's like you never know what it's going to be like the next hour, and that's why it's interesting to see what this virus is doing because it means that it also is attacking Sodra. So Sodra has the rate, but if they're trying to cure it, it means that the virus itself has its own immune system to develop and fight against it. Yeah. Does anybody think that? Um Peter was either because remember there was a lot of um, theories about like oh well he knew it was going on and he purposely got infected we were talking about all that still don't really know about that well, but I just want to say that do we think that he was lying when he told Alan that he didn't know what was going on that uh, Hideki just uh, kept him close uh, he was doing animal uh, ne- necropsies necropsies yeah. and he said that I think he just hired me on because he wanted he kept on prodding me to know more about Julia. I think that's going to come back to the big question of why somebody called the CDC in there at all. Yeah. Um, I think Alan and Peter are way more deeply tied to the entire situation than they realize at this mm-hmm. point. Peter was probably brought in because he, Ataki knew it could get Alan and Julia there. Yeah. No, I, I, I 100% agree. I, I don't think that he was lying to Alan when he told him that stuff. Now, whether or not Hataki had deeper motives, darker motives that Alan was not aware or that Peter was not aware of, that still remains to be seen. That's true. But I what the big reveal is that, you know, Peter was not that integral to the research that was going on here. He was not a major scientist here. He was not a player here. He did not design this virus. He was just a patsy in this scheme to get Julia back to Arctic systems. Um, which are Arctic Biosystems, which, uh, as we learn later, she's been there before. She's been there the whole time. Yeah. <laughs> the whole show takes place in Julia's head. That's what we learned this <laughs> week. Oh, God. Not true. It's all uh, a dream. It was all a dream. Not true. Um, but she was there as a child. Yes. Which so raises so many questions. I'm going to throw out a prediction right now, guys. Yeah. I think next episode we're going to see Julia come face to face with an infected and they're going to treat her the same way they treated Hataki. No, because they were, the, the vector was running after yeah. her. But she hasn't, episode. she hasn't progressed very far. Hmm. So I think, I think we're going to see 
her slowly come to realize because she was a kid at this facility. Right. I kind of believe that she was experimented on by Hitaki with his cells or something like that. Or maybe and even the virus range? itself could have been created through Hitaki. Yeah. Well, here's what I'm wondering. Is Hitaki is Hitaki somehow immortal or just like un unchanging in his appearance so that he was old enough to be a scientist there when she was there as a child or did they grow up together and that's why he's so obsessed with her I mean I yeah that's what I you cuz we actually Matt and I had, had watched it together so we were kind of passing back and forth notes when you mentioned that it made more sense to me that you know cuz at first you're like oh maybe he's her dad and I'm like no way they're way too close in age um but yeah, like maybe they were both used for some sort of experiment, and maybe that's why. Maybe this doesn't even have anything to do with the virus so much as like, or maybe it does. But Hatake, you know, it was like a successful candidate for it. Whatever happened to him, and like Julie was his only friend, and then she can't remember anything. Maybe because of you know whatever experience. I don't know because she got her mind wiped. But the other thing is, is we have to understand like, well, how old is this facility though? Like, has it been there since they were kids? Right. It seems fairly futuristicy. Yeah. Yeah, but that could, it could be upgraded. As yeah. long, I like the theory that I think he's old enough to be her dad. Could have been young mm-hmm. when he had a kid. Um, I think she. Well, I think well, my theory on the DNA. Yeah. Um, whenever you're trying to replicate human DNA and all that stuff, you usually have a person as a base test that you base all of these things on. Like you start with a. Like, there's that. There's one person that they use to sequence all of humanity's DNA. Mm. That person like will forever be the original DNA sequence of humanity. Right. I think they base this, like, the virus and the, whatever Hitaki has become on his DNA. Oh, totally. So that, so that he is the perfect example. He's exactly what it's supposed to be. The key, the difficulty is going to be breeding that into a wide scale with yeah. everybody who has differences as they grow, as they as it becomes just a, across the world. Everybody's different. If Julia's related to him, yeah. she's the ideal next candidate. Which Guys, is why the virus is going to affect her differently than yeah. everybody else. That's why I think next episode, as it progresses, we'll see that she remains lucid and things just change around her and her perception of things is different. But I just got another kind of maybe prediction, maybe theory. Mm-hmm. What if this has happened many times before? Whoa. Let's say, what if this base, because everything is so top secret and only a few people know about this place to begin with. And even when they told, like, uh, not Peter, uh, Ferguson in the beginning and everyone. Farragut. Farragut. They Alan. only let, like, four people know. And then the helicopter pilots and that's it. So perhaps, I mean, Sodra is going to be administered to the entire base and the survivors will become the next wave of people who are sent out as this new species and then they're going to build it back up and they're going to get a whole new group of people. Ah. I mean, there's, there's a, there's a famous, uh, animation called, uh, Haruneku no Naku Koroni or something like that, where it's, you say can say all that, but it took you forever to get Hitake. Go on. Anyway, um, (laughs) it's basically, it's a story that is told in the same setting with similar characters and some of the same characters, but it's a different story every season. So, if you look at this in the way of Helix, it may be that this outbreak will be one season, and it'll wrap with the people who survive this season, and then next season will begin with a whole new wave of people interacting with these survivors who are now a new species. That would explain the longevity issue. Yeah, yeah. 
Because we couldn't figure it out before when we're like, this is not a short-term series. I mean, we're already losing a lot of key characters. Oh, like, my God. Peter's a vegetable. Uh, Doreen so is dead. Now. Peter was actually never... He wasn't supposed to last. I, I read somewhere, and I'm sorry, I don't have a source on this, mm-hmm. but that he, he was actually supposed to be gone like two episodes in, but they liked him, and they liked what they could do with it, and so they kept him around a little bit longer. And but, those are the, always the best characters. Yeah. Jesse Pinkman. Yep. Well, can, <laughs> can you just see that as next season being the same... The same and different. It's the same setting. It's the same kind of infection and quarantine kind of thing, except maybe the disease, maybe the infection is different. And the season, the series wide thing will be Hitaki's experimentation to perfect this new world. Now, well, but you know, I got to tell you though, the, I hope the writers are listening because if they didn't have that idea in mind, that's a great idea. Well, no, but here's <laughs> the thing, right? How do, how do you prevent that from becoming boring? If we already, we know what the virus can do and how to stop it, and people are going to come close every year, and then they just don't, like, how do you deepen the mystery? You could do it, I think, for another season. I could see that happening. Yeah, maybe, where, like, one more season. That's... And the, but I think eventually the uh, the, uh, the virus or the, the uh, vectors have to get out. We want to see the outside world. But for now, this is, like, this episode sort of took it to a new point. Like, yeah. now mm-hmm. we're starting to get more. I mean, obviously, it's reveal one answer, ask... Uh, raises five more questions but Mm. that's the nature of the beast here can i just uh going on to another topic though the next on the show you know the they were showing that new doctor and um and sarah Mm -hmm. and uh can i just point out because it's been driving me nuts why what difference does it make if she has a tumor why is she so freaking horrified to let them know because she wants to be taken seriously she's the youngest doctor ever appointed to the cdc she wants alan to respect her and also love her um she's got competition in the form of the ex-wife and it's a high-stakes situation she doesn't want to be sidelined i I can also see she doesn't want to be like seen as a liability Mm -hmm. she wants to be taken seriously she's had trouble being taken seriously just as Matt just said, because of her age. Yeah. yeah. And so her being terminally ill is just another reason to write her off. Yeah, yeah. and they don't... And she looks too much like Anna Kendrick. Like, so they need to keep her. <laughs> <laughs> I do no like- one can look too much like Anna Kendrick. Sorry. Mm. True. But uh, I was going to say that... Um, what's this doctor? Van... Van Eigen. Van Eigen. Um, does anybody else think that... Uh, I had this theory going on that she was probably going to... Because I remember in last episode, I was saying that, oh, well, Sarah's definitely sick with some sort of illness. Like, do you think maybe there's a chance that she won't get infected? She'll get infected differently? Because now this woman's basically, like, living in her room. And she clearly has the virus. I don't know. I don't think Sarah gets the virus this season. I'm going to say that now. um, Just because you can't give it to everybody. I know. Yeah, but I would have said no way, and I did say no way Doreen is going to die. Yeah. Right. No That's way true. we lose so Pam. Sad. Yeah. Pam, this is how we get ants. No, this is how we get <laughs> rats. 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 Oh, ants. So angry. Okay. I'm oh, in- and calling it, I was totally right. It was Sergio who blew up the satellite. Yeah. I win. Yeah. So it's my <laughs> All right. I was, I was banking on like a crazy theory. Yeah. Nope. Insanity. So, so do you still think that Occam's Sergio razor. is going to be a good guy? I yeah, I'd still I still uh, think he, motives in question. I think Sergio. It, we don't know. Here's the thing. Now we know the bigger the bigger reveal that Sergio and Hitaki work for the same people. Right. They have the same employer. I'm not saying he has the cleanest of motives, but I still think that he's there to keep Hitaki in check. And Hitaki is our big bad. Yeah. 
Um, well, no, the big bad is whoever they work for. Which is supposedly the a black bag operation from the Pentagon. Well, I feel That's, like that was bull, that would I, BS. Yeah. But then why kill her? Why kill, I was about to say Pam. Because he was Doreen? too afraid of the amount of chemistry that they had together. <laughs> and that in, a, in an Arctic wasteland with no other options, they totally would have banged. I and just, and I, she kept stealing his bear claws. Yeah. Oh, God. No, but no just that's it, Fat Dan. That's Pam. Sergio doesn't have bear claws. It was just Matt. Matt's, we were sitting there, and, an and, and, and Matt's so just okay. like, like, oh, come on. Just kiss. Just do something already. And then he just like stabs her in the neck. And we're like, well, that went in a different direction. That wasn't we the kind of penetration we were hoping. No. Yes. No, it was not. <laughs> Thank you. On that but note. Let's gonna, talk about iTunes. Yeah. I want to take a <laughs> Let's take a quick monkey's break. And penetrate your eardrums. Monkeys. Hey, gang. (laughs) Thank you so much for downloading this podcast. We love doing it. Um, We're so glad that we get the opportunity to do it. And it's because of our great fans that we have that opportunity. We thank you. We bless you and keep you uh, in the Jewish tradition. (laughs) Uh, You know, (laughs) you, you watch it on the YouTube. You download it on the iTunes. You listen to it on the Stitcher. You rock. Go you. But here's the deal, folks, and I say it every week, but only because I it's not contractually obligated. It's because it's actually important. Hear me out. On iTunes, the only way that rankings get uh get, you know, sated or happen, the only way that it happens is people rate and they review and they download and they subscribe. We are lucky enough to be in the top ten for the third week in a row. Woo-hoo. That's all on you. Thank you. But the only way to stay in the top 10. The only way to be ranked as the number one Helix show on iTunes, the number one show on AfterBuzz TV, is with your support. Go to iTunes. It only takes a second. Click us. Give us a rating that you feel is fair. Yeah, baby. Yeah. We Just give... make love to that subscribe and rate button. Mm. Maybe Throw me a comment. Five? Maybe a five stars. Just comment inside. Please oh. love us. <laughs> the ziz is coming. The ziz is coming for you. Oh, if you comment hashtag ziz, we will totally love you forever. Seriously. Yeah. yeah tweet at us with back. hashtag ziz. Uh, <laughs> and let's talk a little Blitz bit about Creek my monkeys. shout outs. Yes, let's shout, shout out. Let's Creek shout outs. Cassandra of Troy. I love the theories. It makes super fun to listen to, but there is a block series called Atlantis Gene. It's very similar. This show reminds me of the plague in Helix. All right, Hank09. Oh, hey, Hank. Hey, we, we know Hank. hi, Hank. Yeah, uh, just a quick shout out. Uh, this guy, H- Hank Otero, very, very nice friend of the show. He does write ups on Helix for TV Fanatic. Highly recommend that you check that out. He's a great guy, great writer. Check it out. Hi, Hank. Matt and Steven already know I love them. I catch most of Matt's AfterBuzz TV shows. He's always a blast. That said, don't think I've ever seen anything like the little San Jose Shuffle. You four perform at the top of Helix episode. <laughs> Absolutely brilliant. Keep up a work. Yes, please, to more monkeys. You're insulting, like, everybody who's Russian. Anyway. He insults <laughs> no I one. I insult everyone. Um, real as it gets, thank you for the, thank you for the hello gang and the monkeys. Oh, you want us to add more monkey theme song? We'll, we'll think about it. CNDEP, this podcast is really great. Keep up the good work. Thank you very much. Uh, by Blun, B-U-L-L-N, or B-L-U-N-N. Just read the thing. Love it. Enjoy the comments and reviews. Very funny. Can't wait till the next podcast. Need I say anything more than great? Great show, great podcast. Oh, yeah. And Monkey, Mop Jockey. Thank you. Monkeys. And wrote this man. Great show. Love it. Just the correct amount of monkeys. Monkeys. What have you guys done? 
You've given me permission to talk about the world's greatest mammal, the finest creature ever to swing from tree to tree to my heart. What you guys have to understand is you deal with this for like maybe what, like almost an hour per week, but we're still hanging out in the studio for a bit after we get off the air. So this is... This is on you guys. This it is on. Thank you. Monkeys. Okay, and back to our scheduled program. <laughs> right. So, uh, meanwhile, down on level R, we got Julia running around, uh, or she gets kicked out of her little group of uh, buddies. Because they want to shut down the oxygen scrubbers. Thanks to Crazy Douche. I'm calling him Crazy Douche. Crazy that Douche. Crazy, crazy Russian Crazy Douche. douche with that new do Russian. My name, is, my name is Crazy Douche. Crazy Douche. Crazy Douche. Quickly. Dushki. Can we call him Dushki? Well, it doesn't matter. He's dead. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Just, yeah, yeah. All right, his name is Dushki for oh, fine. So we talk about him dying. The, the, late, the late Dushki. Dushki. Can I recap this show, please? <laughs> I think Matt's becoming Dushki. <sighs> I only get douche when I have to, monkeys. Also, uh, he wants to shut down the oxygen scrubbers to force Dr. Hatake to uh, open level R and end the quarantine uh, because some of them aren't sick. The test doesn't work. Yep. No one knows. We have to reestablish communication. No, we're going to force them down here and we're going to blackmail them to letting us out. Uh, she says, no way. That's crazy. You're endangering everyone. They throw her out. Immediately... Uh, a vector sees her, uh, or no, not immediately. Um, she's hiding, and for some reason gives away her spot, which really confused me because it was yeah. Clearly... She starts moving I'm when like, she hears on. rustling. She was scared. She yeah. sees him. Shit. She's trying. She's trying to stay still, but she twitches basically. No, it wasn't a twitch. That was a like, oh hey, who's this person? Like, and she moves the oh, thing. Yeah. Who's that growling and and snarling rooting through snuff and, and she, snarling? She hollered at the wrong gentleman. Yes. Which, by the way, <laughs> can I just point out? Isn't that the same doctor that was in the room with um the chick who died last week? Uh, 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 uh Ziz. Yes. No. Uh, the, You're saying is it is it someone that Suleimani. we've seen before, Doctor Sulamani and Doctor Bryce, and then there was that other guy that was also in the room with Sarah, and he was very nice to oh, her. But he was that getting, dude. I, I think, think it might have been yeah. him. It was yeah. him. Okay. Yeah. That was yeah. him. Yes. Yeah. So yeah. I just there was just um, something about his eyes. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean but, that raises more questions. Like he was so Peter's the only one that's maintained sanity mm-hmm. after being infected. So mm-hmm. there's something up there because these two that we've seen and like this guy who it's we because, saw being infected. Yeah. It's just gone. I'm telling you right now, he remained, he, re- he retained his humanity because he and Julia had sex. It's because of the Julia connection. Ooh, but you don't know. Having sex with Julia rewrites your DNA. Sexually transmitted antivirals. She's that yeah. good? She's no. that good. <laughs> he, he administered it to himself, and he administered it with Norvac A and B. So it's oh. safe to say that having the one that kills you plus the one that lets you live kind of has a different effect than being infected by somebody who's already infected. Maybe. Uh, I say that that's also, that also holds water. I think it holds more water than sex. <laughs> How much ziz does it hold? A gallon. Okay. <laughs> but, um, Jay. Yeah, so even before we get into the thing with, uh, with our insane doctor vector, she kind of hallucinates this woman in a gas mask in this full suit who later turns out to be real, and I'm starting to wonder if Jay is in fact real or not, because do we see Jay interact with anyone else in this episode? I mean, not... not, Well, yes, actually, because she's not... She's banging on the door, 
Julia wasn't banging on door, and the guys are like, "Stop banging!" In you know, they're going to attract vectors. Okay. Yep. So, yep. I'm, I mean, unless that was a whole thing we were supposed to see through like Julia's She's eyes, and real. she was the one who was actually doing it. Yeah. Tyler Durden sort of thing. But uh, yeah, yeah. Love that. Are you my mummy mask? But anyway, mm-hmm. um, but no, like I think I think she's real. But my question is, like, who is she? Because she doesn't give a last name. She goes, it doesn't really matter who I am. You know, I have a bunch of things at the end of my, you know, MD, PhD. Right. But that's why I feel why like is she's she a- down there. I feel like she was down there before they were quarantined down there. Definitely. I feel right? like she was she was probably part of the old fusion team project because they're going to bring that back. They have to. But bring that was that back. six years ago. Didn't they say it was like six years ago? That's what they said. That's what they say. Yeah. I mean, she's been living on cheese whiz and bread this entire time. I mean, it's the college diet. I <laughs> no. mean, she's a well, but She's it was to it. it was like whatever was down there was secret enough that they the rest of the base didn't know about it. That yeah. doesn't mean that Hitaki didn't know about it. So enough to send down supplies regularly. As soon as they needed the space for something else, he shipped them off to a corner of level R and was just for, just like left them there. Do we know how many levels there are? No. Pardon the pun. <laughs> That's funny. Well, you know, but Van Van Eigen did say something about like don't let me, you know, it was almost like a foreshadow I feel because when she was pleading with Sarah, please don't tell them I'm sick. They'll leave me down there and I'll never come back up again. Cuz so, they know Hitaki. What? Yeah, and yeah. she's like cuz you don't know Hitaki like I know Hitaki. So yeah, maybe what you're saying about being previous test experiments locking them down, she knows. But maybe I'm reading it into it too much. I don't know. I, don't know I still is. think that Jay is beautiful mind level uh, schizophrenia. She is not real. I'm going to make make the call on that right now. She is not real. She is a hallucination. Yeah, because, I mean, there was that, you know, she chased after when she first saw her and then she was just gone. Right. Well, I if, think if she's we, a hallucination. If we assume that people are, it goes through cycles and people are either flushed or they become the new thing. But right now we're not assuming that people have the same conscious. They're not all part of the same consciousness. So I'd say that people still retain themselves. And then that would make sense with Fat Dan and Hitaki. Hitaki killed those guys because even if they changed into what they wanted them to, they still raised his hand against him. And yeah. can't have that. Can't so have that in Dan, his new order. Dan was just like, why'd you kill them? They could have been test subjects that changed and became like us. But instead he killed them. Well, it's because he already raised the hand. We can't have that. They gave up, but they did not surrender. Yeah. Also, well, but here's the thing. There's a lot of things that Fat Dan doesn't know about, because Fat Dan didn't even know that Hitaki has a secret spiral staircase, which totally looks like a strand of DNA, um, hidden in his office, which is a spiral staircase that goes up, but they went down to level R on this up staircase gravity has no rules inside this complex there could have been another staircase off to Is the side staircase to an elevator no it could have it could have also gone down <laughs> but no, that was definitely an addition to the house it, it didn't come with the house <laughs> no but uh yeah and then and then uh what else what else oh and then just skipping ahead to like doreen and sergio though can we just like okay so what was why again were we saying that she she was saying something to him like i can't uh i could tell alan this I could tell. Yeah, well, no, it's just basically, it's the point that we made last week. It doesn't make any sense yeah. not to tell Alan about this. He needs to know this information. Give me one good reason why I should keep it a secret. And he says it's because, you know, I'm in deep cover for the government. We're working on, you know, this black bag operation. Do you think if that Hitaki was real? finds I mean- out about it, I think it is a riff on the truth. He's basically, he's saying the truth without including the fact that he is part of the group that is making this thing. Why was he crying? 
Was he crying? I didn't was, notice like tears. He, he seemed. He said, there's "I'm no sorry." Crying. He was. There's no he crying when, in Ziz. Uh, when he was when he was talking to her, and she was explaining the uh, the way it works, and it like changes out the DNA and things. Like he was crying, and the only thing I can take from that is that he is. I mean, I'm so married to my theory right now that it's terrible, and I feel like I'm thinking too far inside inside the box as opposed to thinking outside the box. But he's crying like as if. He's the last of his kind, kind of thing. I don't know. It's it's interesting. I'm gonna I'm gonna say, and I did notice this. He got emotional. He did. It's either because he knew the, he had to kill her. Or... It's because he knew he had to kill her. I think that that actually is that's actually a very good guess. Um, but either the virus is so far removed from what he and his employers asked for, um, and realizing what their funding has allowed Hataki to do instead, or it's realizing that uh, it's exactly what they asked for and and he's co-opted it in some way. Or it's like so beautiful that it's actually happening. You know what I mean? So that could fall into your theory that, you know, he's like among the last of his kind and finally there's going to be more of them um, and that it's actually working. I don't know, but he definitely did get emotional there. That was not lost. I mean, me. I think he also just got emotional because I think, you know, he's been hanging out and buddy-buddy with Doreen this entire time. I think he actually did kind of like, oh, I like this person. Yeah, no, I wanted them this to bang. More of my, more <laughs> fuel to my theory that, that Sergio is not a bad guy. He, do, he works for bad people. He knew he had to kill her. It was just... Then why... Or he, he was going to get killed. Then why is he effing S up for everyone in this building, in every episode, in every single episode so far, yes. he has done something He's completely done something heinous. Completely and he up. has information that we don't have. He's effing Ziz up. He's effing Ziz up. Ziz is... Oh, God. Effing Ziz up. Yeah. My Ziz in a box. Okay. I mean, I still don't know if he wants to be spreading Ziz or maintaining, controlling where Ziz goes. He's got to sow his royal Ziz. Anyway, you mean his wild Ziz. No. Wilds is yeah. no stop. No, I I I see your point, and I think his excuse that he keeps putting out is uh, we can't let more people know about this. We can't get let more people get exposed to this. His employers, if they are government, are you know deep, deep, deeply embedded. The kind of people who don't want to be blown up their spot. Mm-hmm. Uh, he did not want the CDC there, but it is helping him figure out what exactly is going on. The question is, how much of Doreen's research will be able to get back to Alan, who sorely needs it? Probably none. Yeah. <sighs> is and, it sad that Alan is like the most uninteresting character on the show? Yeah. Like I we, he's that. like the main guy, and we haven't really talked about him at all because we really don't care. It's not I even well, just that they haven't given us anything to really care about. Well, they gave him his emotional backstory this week, and I, I really enjoyed his scenes with Peter. Really? Yeah, yeah. He was, I, it was just wanted... a minor part. It wasn't. He's not playing at the bigger scheme here yet because he's been yes. kind of. He's the one that keeps getting kept in the dark. He's about been kind everything. of like dealing with his own stuff and everything. So, like maybe after this episode, we'll see a little bit more character development with him, which I really look forward to because I want to know more about him and like you know, like obviously he's the main guy hero, but it's just kind of like you know, was this episode four? Yep. You know, fourth episode in, and it's just you know, still not knowing much about him except you know, dad was a jerk. And, you know, and but maybe now with with Peter gone, he can focus more on actually figuring out the hell is going on there. Yeah, so. he keeps like parceling out all the all the duties to everyone else on the team. 
Meanwhile, he's just busy sitting on his ass asking questions. None of them report back. Uh, None of them report well, back. Sarah, he's, a, he's a terrible manager. <laughs> Sarah did tell, I mean, and, and that's the one thing I did applaud the girl for. She, although not saying about Van Eigham, she did mention that, like, by the way, test doesn't work. Yeah, like a half a day later. Well, after yeah. she discovered it, she's, crucial hours wasted. Yes, she's she's very um, stubborn though, as you realize. I mean, she's she's not really full of herself to the point. It's just more that she's so sure of herself. She's determined that it it blinds her from the truth sometimes, and that's what we're seeing. Like her not wanting to talk about her disease or anything. She's blind to the truth that it may affect them in the long run. Just like the test, she's so sure of herself, she's blind to the fact that it might have been wrong, and she doesn't want to double-check it, because she's so sure of herself. Um, you know, the casting with Alan, though, if I think about it, it makes sense that he would become a villain later in the season, or at the end of the season. What? Oh. Because if you... if I mean, if I was going to cast that actor, the way he talks, and the way he's so stone-faced, he's the kind of guy I could see ordering, like, ten people to their deaths without even, like... A tier. But we just um, said he's a horrible manager. Why would he be able to order 10 people to their death? Because because <laughs> I feel... Well, I mean, if we go the way that I think it's going to go... Am I the only person who was drawn in by Alan's emotional arc so far in this show? Well, Matt, you're not so. really drawn in to Alan's arc. I, I was drawn in. No, I, I was not bad, actually. I thought it was pretty... It was like a really emotional scene between him... He, reach out to us you on Twitter. to hide in the closet. Yeah. On YouTube. And then he slept with no. my wife. <laughs> that was a great scene. Yeah. I'm not yeah. saying it's not, it was a like, good scene. But now that the, that arc is complete, I don't have anything left yeah. to do with Alan. Like, he's just this guy that nobody talks to. Nobody gives him information. We're not trying so to he's be heartless bitches about Alan. And now, now the only drama. The only drama with Alan now is going to be: Can I get my ex-wife back? Because I have the I have the Antarctic boogie fever. Like, it's like that's that's the only way to go with him. The unless Antarctic boogie fever. <laughs> can that be the new name of the of the virus? Antarctic boogie <laughs> fever. Yeah, I got a bad case. The Antarctic, Antarctic boogie, boogie fever, fever. Um, or the ABF. Yeah, always it, be French. Yeah, it's it's just one of those things that like <laughs> I feel like if if it does go outside of the Arctic base, it's gonna be he becomes the new Hitaki. He kills Hitaki, becomes the new Hitaki. He's the only survivor, and he's now that he's like still in his position at the uh, CDC. And now he's going to spread the virus elsewhere. Okay. Creepy. And then we'll get like a show that's better than The Walking Dead with zombies. Monkeys. Uh, but going back to Hitaki now. Yeah. Okay. Walking. Out, all right. So he shoots the guys. He shoots. Uh, what did I call him? Uh, the Dushki. 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 And uh, the two other guys. And we've already discussed that about, you know, him going against blah, blah, blah. Okay, so he's walking down the hallway. In level R. In level R. And then we see this infected doctor dude. The vector. The vector. And then he just stares at him. And this is like, okay, so the entire episode I was thinking, okay, Steven's, you know, like, theory, it can't be right, it can't be true. I don't think, you know, with the whole thing with Hitaki being the person. But then as that happens, I was like... What? Yeah, and then Hitaki has this smile on his face. He almost like brushes his I hand know. across his face, like there, there, my pet, like my child. It's my... a hive mind. I, we talked about it last week. Yeah. I know, like I... it's the definite hive mind theory. That's like the biggest evidence I... that we've gotten so far. I don't think it's a hive mind. I just think it it's it recognized him as one of his own. Like it's a, it's like when you're around another human, you're just like, okay, that's another human. I can understand that, but. 
it's just like it's a new species. This is Hataki's one of the species, and the virus is turning these people. And we even saw the DNA. It changes these people into new species. I don't and know. They recognize I, each other as the same well, species. Well, I read an article recently that says that cats think that all people are just other cats. Just they're just really freakishly big for some reason. <laughs> so I don't know necessarily that it holds water. That it recognizes uh, Hataki. As its same species, I think it might recognize it if it's a familial thing because they both share the same exact DNA. You know, the same way that you can feel like like very close to someone out of nowhere for no good reason, and it's maybe because you share some ancient DNA. Yeah, well, they they talk about the, the RNA, and there's that one part where she just can't identify where yeah, it's from. Doreen and Sergio, so right? My, yeah, where they're ta- they're discussing that, and they don't know where it's from. I'm banging on some sort of insect mm. RNA because insects operate on a very hive mind a lot some insects operate on a very hive mind mentality not that they all are like com- completely linked and if you're a fan of Ender's Game you'll know exactly where this theory oh, yeah. is coming from yeah but um but enough that like if Hataki is essentially the queen of the colony they know to respect him they stop and like just like kind of bow their heads and move on their it's way it's because they have similar dioxyribonucleic asses Oh. Yeah, I had, to, I had to reach deep for that oh. one, guys. Okay. But, but but seriously, though, I just want to know, though, she said it was no DNA that was known to, like, any sort of species. So if it's an insect, like, they would they would know what that insect was, wouldn't they? Like, yeah. they have everything in the database. Yeah, so. I feel like it's artificially designed yeah. DNA. It's completely... Because if it had a trace of it, they would have caught it, even if they, yeah. they built it it's, from something. It's not know. Hataki's DNA, unless Hataki's an alien. It is 100%... <laughs> What? Super Saiyan. Super Saiyan? He's not a Super Saiyan. Um, I personally believe they created this DNA strand in the lab to specifically alter humans for some reason. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's all artificial. It's a brand new form of life that has never was never meant to exist. Yeah. And, you know, I waited. I, ch- I waited and I listened. And that was the first time anyone has said the word alien on this podcast. On this podcast? And I don't think you there's didn't any want credence to be the, first. the theory. Well, because the whole concept is playing God, and if it's an alien right. creature, that kind of defeats the purpose I of guess. it. Well, if you think about it, it makes sense that they're trying to... And you said Sodra has no human... Like, they haven't tested on humans? Yeah. So they, well, so well, Deschamps knows. But, A, a I'm going to bring back a... a Bring back a word you guys love. Monkeys. 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 Monkeys have the closest common ancestor to humans. So, of course, they would be test. They never said they didn't test the Sodra on monkeys. Of course and they then tested there was- it on monkeys. Yes. Yeah. And then there was that one monkey who survived. Yes. And that was the one that didn't run out into the Antarctic. And we and still don't know where that body went. We still don't know exactly. where it went. So why why would they want that body? Okay. Because it's the one that survived the infection and Sodra turned it into whatever it, the monkey version of Hataki. No, no, no. Hataki oh, is the monkey. Here's what happened, right? No <laughs> one racist. stole the monkey body. The monkey body came back to life. It was completely sliced open. Yeah, it was kind of like... The monkey body came back to life. Okay, no... Uh, just the let him think that. The monkey body... He's going to cry if there's no more monkeys in the show. Came back... Because there's a promise that was made by the producers of this show <laughs> when they had a whole bunch of monkeys... In the show. Is he still talking, guys? <laughs> yeah, he, Listen, just because you mute my mic doesn't mean that people aren't going to be able to hear me because I will shout until everyone knows what happened to the monkey on the show. 
Don't worry, Matt. You can shout, shout, let it all. Ziz is the things we can do. Yeah, okay, okay. Let's go to predictions, please. (laughs) All right, let's let's do that when I open the soundboard. Okay. Give me just a moment, guys. All right. Let's go ahead and move to... Your After Buzz TV predictions. That's the old one. Oh, it's it's new to me. It's the old cue, I know. Um, So, okay, Liz, predictions. Uh, God, we go through like half the predictions throughout. The I show. know, but just what what's going to happen next episode? I think well, I think Alan's going to get more involved. I think we're going to see him actually start to step up and actually challenge the rules that were set in place. I think we're going to find out more about, or at least I hope we're going to find out more about Julia's connection to the place, why her initials were in the the uh, thing. Um, God, you know, there's so much to go on. Go to Zach, because if I think of anything else, I'll probably pipe in again. But. All right, Zach. <laughs> I mean, I think we're going to see more of Hitaki controlling the vectors. Uh, I think it's going to be a bigger thing as we go forward. Mm. Um, and I think we're going to have something to do with the Lost Island, because somebody in the preview said, we have to go back. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> like, we have to go back, Kate. Yeah, I love it. Okay. Uh, Mr. Lemieux. Um, I think I've already said it. I think Julia's going to be slowly more infected but she's going to be handling it better than most people because she was an experiment before i believe uh i also think she's going to come face to face with an infected and she'll have progressed long enough that they'll recognize her as her own she'll be walking through a room full of infected people okay i feel like we're going to get that like zombie show moment where the people are like covered in the zombie guts and can walk among the zombies except she's going to be everywhere she's going to be wondering what the hell is going on with her and why her alone all right um, I think nothing good is going to happen to Dr. Sarah Jordan. She's high on morphine. It's only going to get worse. She's out of her pills. She dumped a whole bunch of them down the sink. Um, Very, very bad for her. And she's dealing with Dr. Van Eigen. Uh, I'd love to see Alan get more involved. They're going to discover Doreen's body. Get more involved, Matt. I, uh, I I hope that we get to see Doreen's body. I might crack re- a smile. On the why, haven't you been, why haven't you been giving me all the information, Matt? <laughs> that was so good. Yeah, fine. You guys do a great Billy Campbell. Is that what you want to hear? Okay. Yeah. I Peeps. I Billy th- Campbell. I'm sorry, hon. I just. I can't. I'm it's, not even gonna try. It's okay. Go. Um, I do, I still think Jay is not real. Uh, we end the episode with Hitaki on level R looking for Julia. Yes. They're gonna come face to face next episode. We're gonna get a big reveal on that front. Okay. Uh, I think that's all for this episode. Liz, where can the people find you? No songs, Matt. Uh, songs? Do, do we want to? We'll do songs next week. All right. All right. <laughs> well, now I'm sad. So you guys can uh, cheer me up and tweet me over on Twitter. You know, as opposed to any other place you can tweet me at. Uh, at Lizzie Maui. That's L I Z Z Y M A W Y. Seriously, huh. do it. Okay. Okay. Zach Wilson. <laughs> um, you can find me on the Twitter at that Zach Wilson, and you can also catch me here on AfterBuzz on Grim, uh, Almost Human, and Archer. Great. Steven. You can find me here doing the Helix After Show coming soon, Orphan Black, as well as the uh, Twisted After Shows coming up, and on Twitter, at Stephen Lemieux, S-T-E-P-H-E-N-L-E-M-I-E-U-X, and you can find Matt on every single show ever that we do at AfterBuzz TV all freaking week long. Not all of them, but you can find me uh, on Twitter at, um, at Matt Lieberman, M-A-T-T-L-I-E-B-E-R-M-A-N. Uh, you can find me on AfterBuzz TV on Justified, Almost Human, Marvel's Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., Cougar Town. Uh, I got Banshee. Great show. Shut up, Steven. Um, 
We've got Lost Girl right, coming up. A right. bunch, a bunch of great stuff. And if you're in L.A. and you love live comedy, you can come see me at the I.O. West Comedy uh-huh. Theater doing sketch comedy as a member of DJ Fawcett. Next show coming up is on February 2nd. So watch the Super Bowl, then come out and watch some great comedy after it's all done. It's going to be a blast. Hope to see you there. Thank you all. We'll see you next week. From executive producers Maria Manunos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other after shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. See you later. From executive producers, Maria the views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.